We've got two special interviews coming your way today. A call to courage and God and Donald Trump. It's time for The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Michael Brown is the director of the Coalition of Conscience and president of Fire School of Ministry. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. I made a list of books that I wanted to write in the coming years, subjects that were on my heart, things that I wanted to address. And on my list, I wrote down the words, A Call to Courage. Uh, Not long after that, probably a matter of weeks after that, I got an advanced copy of this new book by Michael Anthony entitled A Call to Courage, actually officially released today. And I thought, well, awesome. Let someone else write the book because God knows We need to stand with courage today, especially with so much confusion around us. The book, A Call to Courage, A Call for Courage, subtitled Living with Power, Truth, and Love in an Age of Intolerance and Fear. And Michael Anthony has quite a personal story as well. Cancer survivor, survived various traumas growing up, uh, cut his teeth preaching on public transportation in New, New York, New Jersey area. I, I mean, you're, you're talking about something where you've got to overcome some fears. And now he's addressing things in a practical way. Michael is also host of the God Factor radio broadcast. Hey, I've been looking forward to this, uh, to this interview, brother. Thanks for joining us today. Dr. Brown, it is my pleasure. I'm a huge fan of yours. Love what you're doing, not only on the radio, but in live formats. Your book, I love your book, by the way. Can I say Saving Sick America? Great book. I have a copy of it right here. Love what you're doing, and it's an honor to be on your program. Well, well, thank you so much. And obviously, we want to focus on, on the book, but let's talk about your own life first. What in your own life experience prepared you to write A Call for Courage? Well, it seems like the whole, one of the major themes of my life has been fear. Mm. Uh, things happening to me that I had to trust God for. I was nearly kidnapped several times when I was four or five years old when mm. I lived in New Jersey. They found the man in the back of our house carrying a large sack that I could have fit into. Oh. Police came and took him. Uh, began preaching as a result of brokenness and uh, personal prayer time with a friend of mine. We were both interested in revival. And we would pray together once a week for, it became two, three, four hours. And out of, out of that, our courage was developed. And we said, you know, we need to tell people the truth about Christ. And we went on to a train station platform in New Brunswick, New Jersey, you know, a captive audience. Yeah. And would talk to people in between trains and we saw God move powerfully. And of course, my own, I almost died four times with uh, brushes with death. Mm. The most recent being, uh, Cancer has a softball-sized tumor in my chest. So fear and overcoming it through God's grace has been a theme of my life. That's what led me to write A Call for Courage. So in other words, you're not one of these guys that was kind of feisty out of the womb. I'll take on anybody. I'm not afraid of anything. One of these kids that does things with reckless abandon, and then it just translates into your adult life. You, like most people, had to overcome fear. So this is really a story for everyone. In other words, whoever the person is, even if they think they're an unlikely candidate to take a stand, what you're saying is everybody can take a stand. Mike, if if 
God can speak through the mouth of a donkey as he did through Balaam's donkey. Mm -hmm. God can speak through anybody. And if he can do what he did in my life, he can help anybody stand with what I call courageous humility. It's not just about courage. It's about a particular type of courage that we need to see in the nation in the spiritual awakening that our nation needs right now desperately. And that is the way I characterize it, courageous humility. And God used 12 unschooled ordinary men as the apostles. We're the only clay in God's pottery barn, Mike. Imperfect, flawed people that when we meet Jesus, Jesus changes our lives. And yes, my story can be anybody's story. So basically, we make a mistake if we look primarily to political leaders or even spiritual leaders to turn the tide in the nation, the ones that it's more likely that are going to have the impact are the ones living everyday lives, raising families, working jobs, functioning as salt and light in the society. And when you say courageous humility, unpack that for me. Courageous humility is when, when truth and love have a beautiful collision. Mm. Truth and love together are the definition of courageous humility. In other words, Ephesians 4 says we're supposed to speak the truth in love. If we as Christians are just speaking the truth, but our love for people is not evident, then we're a clanging symbol. Yep. And love does not mean tolerance and acceptance of everybody um, and, and withholding the truth for them. The most unloving thing, this is one of the things I hope your listeners are really listening to right now, the most unloving thing you can do to somebody is know the truth and withhold it from them. Mm. That is what is hateful. Jesus said, you don't know the truth? The truth will set you free. If you love people, you want to tell them about Jesus. You want to tell them about the teachings of Jesus because that's, when they're, that's how they're going to live in abundant light. So courageous humility is the manifestation of the marriage between truth and love being delivered to whoever needs to hear it. So if, if I'm watching a friend of mine getting progressively weak and sick, and I understand it's because things they are ingesting have a negative poisonous effect on their system, but I know they really like ingesting that, eating it or drinking it, I'm being unloving if I don't tell them. I, well, I don't want to offend them. I don't want to make them feel right. bad. I don't want to lose a friend. But that's actually unloving. So we first have to be convinced that we have God's truth and that God's ways are best. I mean, we've got to start there, don't we? We do. And, you know, uh, I know Leonard Ravenhill was huge in your life. Yeah. And he was huge in my life, though I never met him personally. I wrote him, and, and one day I got a letter in the mail back from him. With, he wrote back to me, mm -hmm. and he wrote in the uh, in the letter. I still remember to this day. Of course, I say that man's opinion of God is fluid. God's opinion of man is fixed. Trust and obey, or rust and decay. Mm -hmm. Leonard Ravenhill, and then he had a little business card that said, um, "A man who's intimate with God yeah. will never be intimidated by men." That statement, based on Scripture is so true. Courage is a byproduct. You know, we're all afraid these days to stand up and speak out as believers in our flesh, in the natural man. But courage is a byproduct of spending time with Jesus. I'm always a coward when I'm on my own. But when I spend time with Jesus in his word, private time, I become what I otherwise would not become. Your, your listeners will too, Mike. It, it, God's offer is for anybody and everybody. When we, when we spend time with Jesus, we become like him in character, 
And Jesus, nobody would could ever say accurately that Jesus was a coward. He was the epitome of courage, right? The epitome of humility. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the book, Michael Anthony, A Call for Courage. You start chapter two, which is called Courage Matters, with a quote from the late Elie Wiesel. And he said, we must always take sides. Neutrality helps the oppressor, never the victim. Silence encourages the tormentor, never the tormented. Uh, in what way do you think that we've gotten this wrong, Michael, in terms of the culture wars, some of the life and death issues we face in America? Many times we don't want to seem like we're getting political. We'd rather concentrate on sharing Jesus with people and, and don't want to get into controversial matters. Where have we made a, a mistake there in terms of this notion that we don't have to take sides? Well, Jesus, one of the reasons why he was so radical is because he did take sides, and he did get himself invested. And when you read the New Testament books, it's obvious that very quickly, nearly every single one, maybe apart from a few general epistles, but you think about Philippians, Ephesians, Colossians, First uh, and Second Thessalonians, First, Second, Third John, First Peter, Second Peter, every one of the writers of those books was writing to specific cultural, theological issues that the people were facing in the course of the day. And so today, Mike, we, what we have a lot of happening today is we have politicians foraying into our territory of theology, telling us what marriage is, telling us what purity is, telling us what we can and cannot speak up about. Maybe we'll have time to talk about mind control and thought police maybe in the next segment. But sure. when politicians and courts begin to make decisions and try to legislate in the areas of theology, we have a moral and spiritual obligation before Almighty God to be salt and light and to humbly, courageously push back in the power of the Spirit to set the record straight. That's what God calls every Christian, whether it's a homeschool, mother or father, blue-collar, white-collar, rich, poor, black, white, anything in between. If you're a follower of Jesus then we cannot but speak up and stand up for the issues that we're facing today in America. We have to. And George Barner, who forwarded your book, has done polls of pastors and leaders nationally and gotten overwhelming agreement from the leaders that the Bible addresses every major cultural issue of the day. Yet when he asked them how many of you use the Bible to address these issues, 90% said they did not. When they were asked why, the primary reasons were fear of losing people, fear of losing finances, fear of losing influence. Ironically, 90% of the people wanted their pastors to address yes, these things. Yes, so speak yes. to that. Well, it's the exact opposite of what many church leaders think. They think that people don't want to hear, but they do want to hear. And in fact, we have precedent with the New Testament letters, the New Testament epistles. The gospel is always being brought to bear on the specific issues that the particular group of people are facing in a geographic area. So that's why what Paul writes in Ephesians and Colossians and Philippians is not exactly the same as 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, where they were dealing with Gnosticism. So the, the, the particular cultural, sociological, theological, political issues that a group of people are facing that's what the gospel addresses in the New Testament letters. So when we don't, when we refuse, when a, when a pastor, and I'm a pastor, I have a, a fairly large church here, church of over a thousand here in Pennsylvania. When a pastor, an elder, 
church leader refuses to bring the gospel to bear on the specific issues that the people are facing, mm-hmm. you're not being true to the historical to the cloth from which you were cut. Yeah, where the gospel is always supposed to be specifically brought to bear on the specific issues that people are facing. That's what we have to do. And so it's the exact opposite. Maybe if you're a pastor or leader listening now, you think that you're going to drive people away. Listen, you have to determine you can't serve both God and money. You have to be true to God and preach the full counsel of what the Bible teaches. And the truth is, Barn has proved it. The the, uh, surveys that he's done have proven it. Your people actually want to hear the Bible applied to current events. Friends, are we going to be servants of fear, servants of money, servants of popularity, or servants of God? Get this new book, A Call for Courage by Michael Anthony. We'll be right back. Much more to come. 